What it is to care or not to care. Um, what do they say? Uh, the one book that says, uh, I've seen the title for The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And um, and this is another, bo- uh, another book I've seen, the title for, called The Courage to Be Disliked. And um, it's kind of interesting. You know, most of my life I kind of consider myself as somebody that cared almost to a fault and and to a degree that is true you know and to tend to go the extra mile do the little stuff that nobody else wants to do um and at the same time part of the I guess the revelation I had recently is that in a lot of ways I don't care at all because I haven't really been motivated for myself to really get beyond the internal conversation has had me kind of just getting by, you know, having all of this potential in different ways and not having it be fulfilled, whether it's in sports or in business or in relationships or making money. Um, I mean, pretty much any category of life, I've kind of just gotten by my whole life, you know. And uh, it's funny, not necessarily funny, ha-ha, <laughs> um, but when I was a senior in high school, I knew I was on the edge of being able to graduate or not graduate. And I was in my science class, my basic science class, because science and math were not strong suits of mine. And at that time, when I was in high school, all you had to do was take two years of math. I'm not sure why I was in a science class in the 12th grade, but... Uh, maybe just making up for some credits that I needed to get. But because I was so poor at math, I didn't have the basics down. And so therefore, I just, you know, they had this class called Math Comp. So it was like, and then the next step was pre-algebra and then algebra, algebra, and then geometry and then trigonometry and I guess calculus or what have you. And, um, you know, because I was so poor at math, I think up till about the sixth grade, I was actually decent at math. I was actually doing pretty well in school, period. And then after the sixth grade, I just got by every every year up until the 12th grade. And in that science class, somehow the teacher overheard me talking to one of my classmates about graduation. And he 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 goes up to look at the book to see all of our grades. And then he just puts me on blast in front of the whole classroom and says, oh, you're not going to graduate on time. Or I think he said, oh, you're not going to graduate <clears throat> in front of the whole class and just blew me out. You know, I was like embarrassed, you know, just felt like a complete fucking fool. And um, I, th- I don't know if I touched on this in my last podcast, which is about sh- uh, shame, humiliation and soul contracts. And um, so it's like, you know, in that particular instance, it was like I. I cared in a sense, but it's like in my and throughout the course of my life, I really have not cared as much as I thought that I had. That's just kind of my revelation today, you know, because today after having a tough day at work, I um, actually went fairly well. But one of the orders I messed, I kind of messed up towards the end and the guy was going to get taxed way more than he was supposed to get taxed because I was a little I was flustered. And 
and I didn't know exactly what to do. So I was trying to save face. I was trying to look good, I guess you could say. And so I ended up giving an order to one of my other coworkers who's more seasoned. He knows how to do the square footage to make sure people get the right amount of tile or product or whatever. And um, but the, the main point is, is that I find myself in a space of like, maybe because of those early experiences of failing miserably. I mean, like even playing sports, you know, I remember playing Little League Baseball. And again, I may have touched on this in my last podcast. Uh, I remember we were playing in the playoffs and I sat on the bench the whole year. And I, I'm I'm very athletically gifted, but I didn't believe in myself. I didn't, you know, I was just like, and then my coach was like this fucking tyrant. So he would just get in your shit, no compassion, scream and yell at you. And I was a sensitive, overly impressionable child. And I just took that shit to heart and I just shut down, you know. And then I don't know what our roster was at, at that time. But it was like I was probably like of all of the people on the team, I sat on the bench the most that entire year. And... um I remember going for tryouts, you know, and I was at shortstop or second base and I was actually pretty good. You know, I was fielding the ball well. I was throwing the ball well, you know, and that's why the coach came and sought me out, you know. But the point is, is that I really haven't cared because it seemed like whenever I did care, I always got blasted or humiliated or shamed or made fun of or you know, I did something to draw attention. And just to finish the story, we were in the playoffs. And so we're there, we're out in the field just kind of catching pop-ups or whatever. And one of the pop-ups is, is up in the air. And I'm just like running full steam. And at that time, back in the day, they had these things called stretchies. And uh, my, my, my man, uh, Ricky Henderson, the Hall of Fame uh, Major League Baseball player, he used to wear his his stretchies up to like his his knees pretty much, and uh, I remember I I didn't have apparently I'd have them tight, so I'm running for the ball, and as I'm running, one of my feet catches in the stretch stretchy, and then I trip, and then you know I'm, I'm running on grass, and then I just fall like hands down, you know face first trying to catch the ball, and what's even worse, I didn't even catch the damn ball. And then as I turn around and look back, all of my teammates to a man are on the ground laughing hysterically. You know what I'm saying? And um, it just kind of had me thinking today, you know, after having the, the experience at work with the order that wasn't exactly right. And I had already done most of it. And then I had to go back to my notes and then my notes weren't right. And I thought that they were because I made sure to take good notes this time because it's been a bad habit that I've had as well, taking writing slow and taking poor notes. And so now I go back to my notes and then I thought I was adding up the order right. And then the owner of the store comes and he redoes the order because I got the square footage wrong, which means that he's not going to get the money that he's supposed to get. And then the customer is going to get like a bargain basement price on something that he should be paying a lot more for. You know, or sometimes it could go the other way where, you know, they're getting more product than what they need. And then we're we're charging them, you know, uh, more than what they need or whatever. 
so bottom line is it was not correct. And, uh, you know, in that particular situation, it just kind of showed up to where it was like I did what I had to do to try to I was doing. I mean, this was a nice couple too, a nice family, you know, and the, the wife was very nice and, you know, and pleasant and polite. And at the end of the day, nobody cares about that shit, you know. At the end of the day, if their order is wrong, then all of a sudden they're going to come back and take issue with me because I rang them up wrong. I either overcharged them or I gave them not enough of the product that they needed. Either way, either they're pissed or the owner is pissed. Right. And so, you know, kind of going back to, you know, the, the, the experience of math and only taking two years of it in high school. And, and the two years that I took it, I was taking math comp and I wasn't even that good at that. You know, I just got by. That's the, I guess that's the the point of uh, this podcast or that's the topic of this podcast. When I when I share this stuff, I'm sharing it authentically. I'm sharing it from the space of like I've had some very fucked up experiences in life and it doesn't mean anything. Right. And at the same time, on some level, as human beings, we get traumatized by that shit. So in a sense, it does mean something. And so. You know, as today, as after, you know, after after work, I was actually supposed to go out on a date. Uh, nice looking young lady. Um, and, I, I, you know, I didn't get much sleep last night because I was just up thinking about some of the things that I had, you know, discovered on a different level from going to a health talk about, you know, supplements and and what it means to you know, be addicted to sugar and have poor digestion and different symptoms that and in the body and everything. So I, I and I was constipated. I was just full of shit, literally. So I couldn't sleep because you really aren't supposed to go to bed with a full stomach because your body is trying to break down. Your body is having to work to break down all that damn food when you're constipated and you're literally full of shit because your bowels are not moving, you know, as they normally should, which is, I think, from mouth to anus. That's a 24-hour transit time. So I digress. Um, so as it relates to, like, today, didn't get a lot of sleep. Didn't even know if I ha- would have the energy to go out on a date with the young lady. But I was like, you know, I'll, I'll, go, I'll do it. You know, I gave my word to her, so I'll do it. And then at work, you know, she texted me and says, you know, I'm going to have to take a rain check. You know, my mom and her fiance, they scheduled a dinner or some shit or whatever. So it's almost like a relief because and I, that's why I, was, I gave you all that backstory just to get back to the point that after what happened at work today and just thinking about this whole conversation of caring and not caring, I really came to the conclusion like when I because I came when I was coming home, I said, I'm a I'm a work in my planner. Because I didn't put in my, I didn't write in my planner today in terms of what I was going to create, and then I said I was going to apply for like three different jobs. I was going to do some more work around my goals and my vision, and and go to bed at like nine o'clock. As I'm talking to you now, it's close to ten, and I just put some food on the stove, so I'm gonna have to be up to at least ten thirty, and I ended up eating late. So I'm laying in bed after I come home when she cancels. I went and grabbed something to eat. The meal didn't even taste that great. But I was like, well, it's time to eat. So I ate. And then my stomach was messed up. So that was a part of why when I got home, I couldn't sleep. Um, 
But above all else, all those things I said I was going to do. Now, because I'm going to be up later now, because I got to watch the food on the stove. I got a little second burst of energy um, uh, an experience of the possibility of what you can create in life. So I, I kind of got present to how I can just be in action and finish the day powerfully. Um, now that initial goal of 9 p.m. is going to probably be like 11 p.m. Um, but the point is, and, and forgive me if I'm being redundant here, I'm, I'm getting to it now, <laughs> um, is that when I got home, all that stuff I said I was going to do to feel empowered and to feel like I made a difference, only a portion of that is going to get done now because for three hours or thereabouts, I just laid in the bed. You could say depressed, but it, well, I don't even think it was just d- depressed. I just didn't. I was not motivated. Because deep down, I, I, I get the experience that I just don't care. When I was playing basketball at times with my cousins, it was like a traumatic experience a lot of times because I was actually more athletically gifted than they were, but they were the ones making the passes and scoring the points and, you know, going against the opposition. Even if the opposition was trying to get in their head and talk shit to them, they still were able to just get past all that and still be effective in playing their game and doing what they could to help us win as a team. Whereas for me, I would let what the other dudes said get to me, take me off my game. And if anything, as talented and as athletically gifted as I have been, just naturally gifted, naturally ambidextrous, you name it, uh, I should have been fucking dominating the court. And at the same time, that was not happening. I was barely able to save face when I was out there, almost like when I was playing Little League Baseball. You know, and and so what I'm really saying here, like even like just to finish the story about basketball, there were times I'd be right there at the rim and I would still miss the shot and I would miss and I would miss. And then at times it's like some type of psychological block or something that it seems like I have, whether it comes to getting over the hump with having the kind of women that I want to have in my life. It was almost like I manifested her calling me or texting me and saying, I can't do it today. All right. Um, And then when I'm playing basketball or when I was playing back in those times, what would happen was I would miss so the easiest shots that I know I could make. And then I went after a point of my cousins trying to, you know, be, you know, kind and compassionate, you could say. I remember one time we were playing and one of my cousins, my oldest cousin, was like, Dean, make the fucking shot, you know, after I missed like three or four different layups, you know, and it's easy. It's fucking easy. And I'm just left to wonder, what is it that happened beyond maybe some of the things that I've mentioned here that caused me to have this experience of making everything difficult when it doesn't need to be? Because life in its essence is simple. And most, even when it comes to getting the kind of woman you want, even when it comes to making money, the dude, I, I work with a dude that has had, you know, there's a former gang member. You know, he's got two strikes, you know, and that kind of shit. Um, and this dude constantly makes money. 
he had a dude give him a tip today that it was like, and I didn't see how much he got, but I'm thinking because the dude paid with cash. I mean, he was just breaking off hundreds. Dude probably got like a $20 tip because that's just his energy. It's not even an issue with him. I know other other guys that have either been in drugs, sold drugs, or been in gangs, and them cats, they fucking breathe $20 bills. You know what I'm saying? And they have, I know dudes that get women just based on their looks. I know dudes that get women because they got money. But the point is, it comes to them with relative ease compared to what has been my life experience. And I'm just like trying to figure out what happened. You know, what happened somewhere along the way where I got so traumatized because of being made fun of or being humiliated to where I just stopped caring because I could have made those layups easily when we were out there playing basketball. But it was almost like some type of psychological block keeping me from putting the ball in the basket. I remember when I was in high school, I could jump so high to where I could easily get up above the rim to where I could dunk the basketball. And then there were, I remember one time I was in gym and they had the main court where like the, the, high, the my high school basketball team would play on. And the guys that were really good would always play on that rim. And I never played on that rim because I always felt like, ooh, that's in a big time, you know, that's the big leagues. And maybe I'm not ready for that. I, I don't fit in, right? Or I don't belong. And um, this happened more than one time in gym class. But in this particular instance, I was trying to dunk on that rim. I tried to dunk on two or three other rims. And I think I may have done it one time. I missed out of the, let's say, 15 times I attempted to dunk the basketball. I missed 14 of those times. I may have missed all of them. My percentage when it came to dunking the basketball, even though I could get up there above the rim with no problem at all to dunk, block shots, you name it, do some spectacular shit. I still didn't finish. And so it's like, what happened? What is it that's in my psyche? What is it that is in my consciousness as a trauma of of some sort that has me get right to the edge of success? Unlike anything else, I mean, I don't know anybody that's had that kind of experience. You know what I'm saying? I know dudes that have gotten nice looking women and then they fucked it up. I know dudes that had nice cars and then they did something stupid or they couldn't keep paying the note. Or I knew guys that, you know, really good at playing sports and then maybe they injured their knee or, you know, so they couldn't dunk like they used to or whatever. But it's like it, they did it at one time. So what happened? You know, what happened to me? What did I allow into my consciousness, into my psyche that would throw me off so much to the point where every viable area of life where we strive to make a difference or to have some experience of fulfillment or happiness or joy just doesn't happen for me. It has not happened. I've only really had the experience in my life of just getting by, just surviving. And I'm like, what happened? What's wrong? What's missing?
And then when I think about, you know, again, like when I got home today and then I'll complete this. It wasn't that I was depressed when I was laying in the bed for those three hours or whatever. And I, like I said, the food that I ate wasn't the best. And um, so that was a part of why I couldn't take a nap. But part of me was like, no, I'm going I'm to wait till 9 p.m. And then I'm going to create it for this week going forward to where I'm in bed every day at 9 p.m. I can get up at 5 a.m. and get the sleep that I can that I need so my brain and my gut can get healthy and I can heal and I can be energized when I wake up in the morning and I can get into those circadian rhythms that allows me to get my body back to homeostasis balance, you know, to put it another way. And um, it wasn't that I was depressed in terms of why I didn't take those actions for those three or four hours after I got home. Maybe slightly. But more so than anything, I just didn't care. And I haven't cared most of my life. Because maybe on some level, based on those early experiences that I had, I just I just kind of fucking quit. That ain't a pleasant or sexy thing to say, but that's what I'm discovering. And I mean, truthfully, I'm at a point with everything that's going on in the world. They they trying to make this damn Nazi Germany across the globe, damn near, not damn near across the globe. Forcing you to do this, taking away your freedoms here, taking away your freedoms there. And I'm just left to wonder, you know. Am I going to really be able to make a difference and get over the hump before my life is over? Because at times it don't feel too good. In terms of the thoughts and it and, and some of the, the feelings that I've had. You know, that whole issue with the order today just had me thinking like, damn. I can't keep doing this, man. I can't keep failing like this. Because that eventually cost him money and eventually he wouldn't tolerate that shit. But the cat that I work with is a cool dude. And he's like, man, it's all good, man. Just you you got it. You you almost there. Just keep going. And then after he said that, and I was in a bad space, having some seriously fucked up and negative thoughts. After he said that, things shifted for me and I got back to the space of like, oh, yeah. That's just what happened. And now I can take a new action and learn from what happened that time. The key is to learn the lesson. And the frustration has come from feeling like I haven't learned. Like even with my other job, working for this herbalist. Because I was having all these issues with adjusting to this new part of the world that I moved to. Just like abruptly changing my life and moving from the southeast to the west coast. And just stressing and worried and full of anxiety and all this other shit to where I wasn't remembering a fucking thing. And then he's getting pissed off at me. And I guess understandably so. And then sometimes he was just, you know, throwing everything at the kitchen sink at me. And then sometimes his communication wasn't clear. So there's that too. But above all else, it's up to me to make the growth. It's up to me because ain't nobody coming to save me. There ain't no Jesus coming out the sky to save me. That's fantasy land. 
And so when stuff like that happens, if I ain't careful, a lot of times I'll end up like trying to call somebody because I'm in damn crisis mode and looking for somebody to just almost kind of say, bruh, it's good. It's cool. And I'm bigger than that. I mean, we all sometimes need a shoulder to cry on, so to speak, whether that's figuratively, figuratively or literally speaking. And at the same time, when I thought about where I, what the, my, my thought process was at that time, and then when it shifted after my man said what he said about, you, you good, man, it's okay. It just kind of had me thinking like, wow, what is it that I, I need to shift so I can just be stronger and more in my power? Because you're going to have shit happen in life. You're going to have stuff get thrown at you. And you got to hold your position. You got to keep your frame. Because people, there are people out here who will deliberately and intentionally seek to collapse your fucking frame. You know, among other things. And uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's a trip, man. Because like I said, only reason I share this shit that I share is because on some level, like I said, this is life and how it occurs to me in my little bio, so to speak, in terms of what I've mentioned on my page about my channel. But above all else, if I can free somebody else up from the things that I share in some way, shape or form so that they don't have to go through this shit, then that's why I share what I share. Because it ain't like all the time, like this warm and fuzzy feeling I get from these different experiences and at the same time, I'm like, yo, if I can share something to help somebody else get over the hump so they don't have to fucking suffer, then that's what I'll do. So I'm going to leave it at that. But above all else, the big takeaway is uh, as much as I want to think that I care, I don't. And it's largely because of my reflection upon different things that have happened in life and how when those things happened, it caused me to shut down to where the way I cared in these other ways was just the compensation. Like doing all the little shit, doing the detailed work that nobody else wants to do. That, in many ways, is just a compensation for the fact that I'm probably not that detailed. But I do that to make my presence felt to where people want to keep me around. Because otherwise, it's like, well... Wow, if you're fucking up in this way or that way or this way, then bruh, I mean, you're a good person. Nobody cares about that shit. But I mean, it's nice if you're a good person, whatever that means. But it's like they say, nice guys finish last. If you're nice and wussy, you finish last. The, and, and, and the other part to that is, if you can't be somebody that makes a contribution, if you can't hold the space in a relationship for the woman to stay attracted to you to want to come back for more because you just a man and you you handle your fucking business if you can't hold the space on a job or as an entrepreneur or as an athlete to where you're just a liability then eventually you're going to get cut you're going to get released because even if you do the detailed work and you know in some ways you can create a, a position for yourself like in baseball, you can become a utility infielder because maybe you don't know first base like fucking Andre, uh, Andres Galarraga or Miguel Cabrera. 
But if nothing else, you know enough about the other positions to where you're you're valuable, you're an asset, and they want to keep you around. But ultimately, the main point is on some level, there has to be something that you can contribute to help move things forward. Because if you're constantly fucking up, if I'm constantly fucking up, then eventually people are going to be like, bruh, I got love for you, but you got to go. And that's just life. And it ain't even personal. So I got to figure this shit out. If I'm in any way find my path to success and accomplishment in life, I got to figure this shot, figure this shit out with velocity for real, B. So wherever you are in life, man, God bless you. I hope you can make it through whatever you might be dealing with or growing through, right? Um, maybe that's what had you click on this podcast to link and listen in. And sometimes when I share some of the stuff I share, I'm like, yo, did I just say that? And I'm like, I did, because in a way, I don't I don't care, <laughs> you know, and, and there's no reason for me to hold back. I mean, the way things are going right now, shit, we might be at the truly at the end of the world with all this darkness going on out here. You know, I mean, there's a lot of light too. You know, a lot of good people still standing up and still letting their voice be heard and making a difference, you know. And at the same time, the propaganda will have have us or have you or I believe that it's all fucking coming to an end. Whatever we thought freedom was, like, fuck that, you know, bend over and take it up the ass because, you know, big government is coming to take all your shit. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the propaganda. So anyway, like I said, uh, thanks for listening in. And um, wherever you are in life, just keep your head up, keep going. It's a moment by moment phenomenon. And we all out here doing our best, you know, some of us more so than others, you know, consciously and actively uh, doing what we can to make a difference and make a better life for ourselves and the people around us. Take care of yourselves. One love. Peace.